and welcome to another episode of A Match Made in Space. I'm John Walter. The- no. No? Wrong, wrong, wrong podcast. So we're not, we're, not, we're not talking about 80s movies? No, unfortunately, no. Okay, what, what are we talking about? We're that, kind of, we're, that new Bowie podcast I was talking about? No, we're back in your nightmare, babe. Oh my God, I've lost my penis. <laughs> not that nightmare. Good, because I stole that joke from uh, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1, and that's really <laughs> embarrassing, huh? Welcome to A Hard Grey's Night. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm Mick Two Left Feet. <laughs> and today we are uh, in, in season two. We are in episode six. And oh, and is, we're back. Oh, we are back. But I mean, I figured you figured that out by now. Well, and I don't know. Is, Maybe they were surprised. <laughs> and this is episode number six, Into You Like a Train. Yes, it was. Uh, it originally aired on October 30th, 2005, uh, written by Krista Vernoff, who was, I believe, the head writer. Uh, and uh, directed by Jeff Melman, uh, which almost sounds like the name of Alf's home planet, which I believe <laughs> was named after a cheap form of dinnerware. But I am not going to look that up, so let's just hope I'm right. You, I would anyway, um, I guess uh, first the first thing we do, uh, in our long absence I'd almost forgotten, is we discuss the song that this episode is named after. Yeah. And I ducked a bullet. Because this episode was originally entitled, apparently, You Oughta Know, after the Alanis Morissette song that I despise. I'm sure there's another episode called that at some point that I've forgotten about. It probably is later on in that. I, I can't imagine later. that I won't see another, hear another Alanis Morissette song you know, at I some really point. I really do a very good version of is, that in karaoke. I'm I would sure just like to point you, that out. I, yeah, that, that's not the version that it's going to be after. <laughs> it's not going to say on the Grey's Anatomy Wikia, this movie was named, this episode was named after You Ought to Know, the karaoke song that Ellie Goodman rocks. Yeah, I rock I mean, it. that's that's fine. You've got plenty of good karaoke songs that you rock as well. This is true. Uh, you know, just because you're rocking one terrible one doesn't mean that. <laughs> anyway, the the song actually, Into You Like a Train, is a psychedelic first song off of their second album, Talk, Talk, Talk. Uh, same album that gave us the original mix of Pretty in Pink. Kind of their breakthrough album. But um, let me point this out. I really, I do like this song. I think it was actually a really yeah. good song. Yeah, so I was to say, this is the best song they've done yet. Okay, but, uh, I will, but I will also say that if you are musically inclined at all, first of all, you heard the psychedelic first and... You, will, you immediately know it's them. And if you're a child of the 80s, which we are, and have seen Pretty in Pink over and over and over again, which is their most famous song that is on that album. <laughs> and, the, and, you know, it, although the version you know from the movie is actually a re-recording a re, or a remix or something. Oh, well, uh, the, regardless. The, the 81 version is actually superior, though. That's the one you want. Speaking as a post-punk music snob, yeah. you want the 81 version but much My better. point is that if you listen to this song into you like a train... You can almost lay on top oh. of it pretty and Oh, he says, he basically says, Into you like a train, isn't, isn't she? Into you <laughs> like... It's almost no. exactly no. like pretty and pink. Yeah, it's, it's very uh, funny. It's anyway, continue. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a great song. I don't really have a lot to say about it. It's 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 got that uh, mix of like, like kind of murky post-punk and it's with pop hooks. I believe it was produced by Steve Lillywhite who did tons of very radio-friendly... Um, 
you know, uh, but edgy British new wavy stuff, um, in quotes. Um, yeah, that's about it. Great song. Uh, uns- it's it's stunning that there's a, a song this good for usually Grey's Anatomy does songs that I find either boring or eh, you know, so uh, good, good on them. Uh, and uh, that's, I guess we can get into the episode proper. I, I You're raising your hand I to am, a question. I am. No, I actually have a point that I just realized. Because we're, we oh my know, God, is it a point on your body? Like, oh my God, why do I have a spear growing out of me? <laughs> no, but that's very apt considering the episode we're about to listen to. Oh, that's true. Um, but I, I was about to say that, uh, and I can't remember because it's been months since our last episode, but... Um, Hasn't been that. Oh, it's been like three months. Yeah, it's been a while. Oops. But what I was gonna say was and before that, it was like like so. I can't. A year. I literally cannot remember if if this happened in the last episode. But we begin because we're rewatching these, uh, and it begins with a. This is what happened last week on Grey's Anatomy, but we did not have to watch the entire. Do 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 do. All we got was the was the little bit of the music, and then we got the flash of oh my God. anatomy. It might be the very first time we see this. I think this is the first, because I'm pretty sure we talked about that. Yes. Awesome! Yes. We so are happy. out of the shitty the credits. Shitty credits. Into the, into the, it's just, here it is, and it's done. And I gotta say that this episode, in my opinion, and then we'll get into it, and we'll talk a little bit about it, is we are, we are now in the, like, what I would call deep, good Grey's Anatomy. I will say this is probably, like... I mean, I, I don't know. Again, my memory is a little yeah. off on the ones we've done. But to the best of my knowledge, this may be the fir- the best episode that they've I, aired I yet. And we, you know, Heart of like, the Elevator like, was last week. Heart of the Elevator was, was like Heart of the Elevator was like the beginning it's like of the it, preamble. Uh, like, like the preamble. But this is like uh, this is the first one I think that it, it, because it, it actually I think it might be the first of the Grey's Anatomy staple, which is the disaster in Seattle, that most dangerous city, the most dangerous city ever. Because this is this is the episode that uh, that involves a train derailing. Right. Hence the Incre- <laughs> like I love that they were originally calling it. You ought to know. Yeah. Whenever, when, like, like, did someone just go, "Hey, um, well, Chandra, yeah, yeah maybe we should actually uh, reference the train." Maybe Chandra, not Chandra. So uh, Chandra is uh, the one who played Bailey. Shonda, Shonda is the one yeah. who created. The so show. okay, so let's get into the episode a little bit. Um, we we open up, and this is what I meant when I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." We got the previously on Grey's Anatomy. We see Meredith was waiting in the bar because she had given. Um, yeah. Uh, McDangle. Mc, Mc, yeah. Uh, um, McDreamy, <laughs> uh, the the basically pick the, me, the pick me, pick choose me, me the choose me. me, and then she said, me. "I'll be waiting in the bar at Joe's yeah. bar." It, and then it, she's waiting, and she's waiting, and waiting, and waiting, waiting show up. and he doesn't show up. So it and opens up with her still waiting in media. Re- Smash cut to the present in media res. She's still waiting. She's still waiting, and uh, uh, everyone else is waiting with her. Well, everyone else, her, her in her, her housemates, her, her are, housemates waiting are waiting with her. And at one point, um, and, and Yang, Yang doesn't live in the house. Oh, Yang doesn't live in the house. No, oh, I guess, I guess Yang not. Lives, Yang lives by herself. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it doesn't matter. Whatever. She's basically in the house. She stays there a lot. Um, it doesn't matter. It's her. It's her circle. Everyone yeah. but Alex, basically. Yeah. You know, because he's not really in the circle yet. Um, uh oh, spoilers. He's going to be in the circle eventually. <laughs> um, so at what. We get uh, treated to uh, basically everyone freaking out because Meredith's being a drunk, shitty person. Um, and at one point, we still don't see uh, Shepard show up. So. Shepard has not shown up, yeah. and she's she's complaining. And and at one point, Yang says, "This is getting hard to watch." And I have to say, "No shit, yeah, Yang," because this is because I got to say, I I know I just said this is the first like like or or like this is the best episode yet, but the beginning of it is marred by more maudlin self you know self obsessed Meredith crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point it gets it gets to the point that it is actually lampshaded in a little bit. 
Yeah. Like it's 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 like like Meredith is just I mean, she's complaining about what she said that last episode, that pick me thing, which is great. She's making fun of herself. Because that was an awful line delivered awfully. Yeah. And uh, but she's also delivering these lines awfully. This is this is a tour de force of God damn it, why is Ellen Pompeo the lead in this show? You know? (laughs) And like it's just like you're watching you're watching this and meanwhile, like literally uh you know sandra oh is like six feet away going yeah i could really have be really carrying this show right now but you're not gonna let me do that huh i'm gonna be a sidekick all right yeah. all right you just uh you just keep up with that keep up with your blonde girl but the nice act. thing is but the nice thing is that we do get a little bit of joe acting which is fun yeah joe's, yeah we get joe's joe, with, we joe yeah, behind the bar I like and he's joe. cool i like joe, I joe joe's fun we, joe's get our, good, like... we get our subtle uh we get our subtle uh george um you know lines oh. of you know oh george or, subtle or, or, Subtle, subtle as an under, like under, you know, sitting uh, under his breath. Oh yeah, mutter, yeah, mutter, mutter. Yeah, but he's yes. not subtle. No, at he's all. not subtle. Oh my no. god, he wants to bone Meredith so hard. Yeah, so hard. Gee, I hope he never ha- does that. That would be weird, huh? Yeah, that would be really um, weird. Oh. Okay, so while they're in, so while they're in, no, he doesn't get T bone. No, he doesn't. While they're in the bar, uh, all of their, b- their pagers, pagers go, go off. off, and suddenly the episode goes from being a metaphorical train wreck to having literal train wrecks. Yes. Um, as literally a train wreck. And we find out later that some redneck had tried to beat the train. Had to beat the train, and got smashed, smashed, the train derailed. And, and it's it's a, it's a very horrific. I'm not, you know, like it's hard to joke about yeah. like this even though even even though it's fictional because yeah. it is it is it is implied that more people died than survived. Yes. And there it's are, a, like at one point there's a description that one of the paramedics says that like one of the ceiling of like the one of the, the car, car one of the cars flies off and decapitates a bunch of people and yeah. severs a bunch of limbs. It's it's pretty nasty. It's pretty and um, so anyway, uh, they all go running out and it's like and I'm glad I'm glad this is addressed in this episode because Meredith is shit faced. Yeah. And she's running off to go operate on people. And even Joe is like, uh, you need at least a cup of coffee. And she's, she's like, like, no nope, time. No and, time and she runs off. Which uh well she's gonna learn better from that. Yeah. Um and um so basically, and in walks right at, as everybody right as everybody leaves. leaves uh, you know, McTebone comes in and yeah, he Derek looks sad in. and confused, and we're like, "Oh, he was coming for her." Yeah. And uh, you know, and Joe and Joe's like, "You you you're late." You're and he's late. like, "Ooh," and then his beeper goes off. His beeper goes off. Uh, I don't know why his beeper's on like a five second delay from yeah. everyone else. You think as the head of neurosurgery, right? He'd, he'd have a better one. Um, so they run in and it's chaos, of course, in the ER. There's people being brought in in various states of disarray. What's, what's and there is a comment though that one, like, that's how you learn that, like, you know, like, like that, how bad this accident really was is there's actually less people there than they expected, right? Because so many people have died. Yeah. You know, like, there's no reason to bring half of the people there. I want to bring up um, really quickly that. As we come in, uh, another callback to the the previous episode is we see Bailey, who we've just found out is married and is celebrating her tenth wedding anniversary, which is kind of amazing because it implies implies heavily because Bailey is only a few years in, like she's not even through her residency yet. She's in her last year of residency. Yeah, which means she's probably in her late twenties. So it's pretty much implied that Bailey gets married almost out of high school. Yeah, yeah, very young. She has she has to have been married very young. Yeah. Uh, So, um, but uh, Bailey comes in and she's still wearing heels and. A dress. Uh, really pretty dress and she I mean she's all made up she looks gorgeous and I think I mean she always looks gorgeous but she like particularly she, you, she, took some time she doesn't look like someone who's expecting in, in, to have their yeah, hands hand, deep in right, a chest in or in the chest anything, of cavity yeah. or something and uh, she walks in and, and there you can just see all the all the interns are just like whoa 
and like nobody wants to say anything and it's kind of a great moment and, and then she like he starts gives him hell he gives him know. hell and is like i'm gonna finish my lobster and she like makes and alex she, go get and her she shoes gets really mad and she gets really mad when she realizes great meredith's drunk and yes. she's like i was off duty and she's like so was i but i'm here and yeah. basically you know she, you know like graven says like should i go home and she you know she's like no just hook, and she says and now i'm jumping ahead a bit she That's said, okay. like she tells him to uh like a lot of stuff happens before she tells this but i just go and say it now yeah. she ends up telling gray basically to get a banana bag and hook it up to her that's a that's an iv one of those yellow iv bags it's b12 a, b, yeah it's b12 basically and saline and all the and like and you know and fluids you know so that basically like it's a doctor trick for sobering up and also for reducing hangovers yeah. um you know because it you know, she's like, you'll be fine in a few hours, so do this because you, we're still going to need your help. Right, because it's not going to be... Yeah, it, yeah. And so anyway, going back, uh, so there's some awkwardness. Is like people are like... Also, we, we're, we're still dealing, in case you've forgotten, with the aftermath of George and the elevator, uh, like when Karev failed to do his job correctly. And so Karev's doesn't have his mojo right Yeah, his now. mojo's up because he's also now been told that he failed. And that is actually mentioned in the episode. Yeah, he failed mind. his... Um, the written part of his boards. Yeah. And so he... You know, to to and he has to go retake the test, and if he doesn't if he doesn't pass it this time, then he's out. So now he's his confidence is shook a little, yeah, and he, shaken, and, and, shaken, and, and, shaken, no, whatever. Uh, and not only not only that, like you know, like because he didn't step up, like he's kind of getting hazed a bit by Bailey. She's kind of putting him on some serious scut work yeah. again. Um, yeah. You know, I can't remember if Scott work has been divine, defined on this podcast. You can before, explain it. It's been a while. Scott work. Oh, it just means like the the shitty busy work that you give to the, like the low ranking people. You know, he's being sent to the ER instead of to actual like OR OR stuff. Yeah. He's not. He's got a suture and like he's got a and... suture and stitch and like help and clean wounds as opposed to you know actually get to be a cool fighter jock surgeon yeah. uh, guy. In the midst... And and in the midst of all this, we get first we get sassy nurse who had shown up yes. at the bar yes. like just before everyone got called comes sauntering back in in his in his uh, street clothes and he basically leans over and tells Meredith that uh, he says, and this is, we get a first. Yeah, we get a first. We get the first McSteamy, but it's not about the character later to be known as McSteamy. Sassy Nurse just gets uh, gets, gets, gets Derek's nickname wrong. So uh, he says, he says uh, McSteamy or whatever his name is showed up. Yeah. And, um, She's like, and then out of dreamy? nowhere, uh, we get another first. I, I didn't know this was a first, so I'm, I'm, I got this from the wikia. But out of nowhere... We get the first appearance of paramedic Ray Sutera coming running in full tilt saying, Got the leg! Holding up a severed human leg. Was from he like the, the one who was down. holding the leg or yes. was he the one that was giving the, the, the information? No, he was holding, I think he was, well maybe. No, I think it, he was the one that was like, no. we had, you know. We had, well, I, 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 I can show you his picture. He looked like, he looked like the, the African American guy who ran in. Yeah, I mean, you might be right. Uh, like that, that, like we're here. This is some good podcasting. Yeah, because I remember what that dude looked like. So uh, here we go. Anytime now. I would love to find the part. It's in the trivia. 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 You keep saying them all. Paramedic Ray Sutera opening new tab. Da 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 da. This is boring. This is so awesome. See. Oh yeah, he was one. Yep, yeah, he was, I was one holding right. up the leg. Yep. Yeah, he came, comes comes running in, holding up the leg like it's the, the it's like an Olympic torch made of <laughs> made of basically a human. It's a human drumstick. It is. It's well, basically the calf. Meat. It does have very nice severings. If it's yeah, severed, right. that yeah, was a, done yeah, very it's, well. Yeah, it's a very cleanly severed yeah. human leg, and right behind him 
comes a guy who's missing the lower part of his leg. Yes. And that so that is that is one of our patients. Uh, um, and 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 then along with them we have golf pro the chief. Yeah, I was I, like the chief. The chief. No, he's not a golf pro. He's dressed like Bagger Vance. <laughs> He is coming in straight up with like like it is That's it is true, almost it is, exactly the outfit uh, that I picture Will, so Will Smith funny. in this movie. I didn't see. Oh <laughs> it's, almost, the, the, so it's almost exactly the outfit I imagine he was in from the trailer. And then we I get reminded remember. by Derek, who basically that, like tells the chief's not like he, Derek comes over and he's like you know ask him a few questions because basically he's and, and the chief says I'm going to fire you if you do not let me you know let me, every, we need all hands on deck and basically and chief says well I need to know that you're competent enough or or, or, or if I'm going to have to get fired yeah because he's not going to let him operate, if he's, operate not if he's not competent so he says I will I, you can go with me but I'm going to watch you yeah like a hawk you know so they they start to do whatever they're going to do in the mean, meantime of this we get what well, we have lovingly started to call them as the pipe people. Yeah, the pipe people come in. Actually, the pipe people come in just after another chunk of Meredith's monologue. Because oh, yeah. Meredith's really freeform rambling this episode. Yeah, and she even and says I, that. Which and is like, kind of yeah, funny. She talks about it. And I, and I don't know, because I, I always assumed that these, mon- these internal monologues were happening after the fact. Mm. But maybe this is a clue that because she's drunk, she doesn't make sense. Yeah. And she's monologuing. But that makes it even shittier, because that means she's actually monologuing about her life in the fucking third person while it's <laughs> happening. Like so, I don't think that's a good solution either. Oh God! But so it's either either she's making this shit up on the fly while it's happening, yeah. which is a really arrogant, crazy thing to do, or she's just a nonsense person right now. Oh, and this is Sparky. He's back. Sparky's um, back. Uh, but she actually says a line, like she actually at one point says, "My point, and I do have one." And I'm like, "Thank you a lot for ripping off Ellen DeGeneres. I hope she got a goddamn check mm. from the show yeah. for that." Um, but anyway, yes, we get the pipe people, the pipe which I almost people. called the pole people, which sounds better. It does sound better, uh, but it is a pipe. It's more of a pipe than a pole. Yeah. It's uh, Bonnie, and, uh, Bonnie Tom. and Tom. I almost said Bonnie and Clyde, which trivia, apparently, I think that was their on-set nickname. Was, but uh, it is they are a couple that aren't a couple. Yeah. They are a couple that has been forced to be a couple through the power of uh, nature and accidents. Uh, Bonnie is a young, blonde... Uh, woman uh who's in her 20s yeah she's got to be like only in her 20s she's engaged to danny um, to to a guy named danny who you won't see until near the end of the episode so we'll talk about him later yeah but uh and she has a pole going through her aorta uh meanwhile facing her is tom he's a middle-aged he's probably in his 50s maybe judging by like i would say looks like he's in his early 50s middle-aged african-american man um, and they're they're very familiar with each other uh, because they've been forced to be by circumstance. But they're they're complete strangers they who just met on were, the train. were basically pinned together by this pole that shot through them. And they are they are like basically facing each other. They can't even really see each other. They're so close. They're yeah. almost hugging. Yeah, and know? that's going and through his vena cava. That's going through his yes yeah yeah I couldn't I was going to say yeah. his inferior, but I don't remember which might one be it the is. inferior. I don't remember. I, I, but it's good. Yeah, it's going through basically part of. Part of his, uh, part of his heart. Yeah. And her heart, well, her, well, her no, her aorta. It, no, it's actually, I think it's, it, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's cutting through part of her, her aorta, and it's also through like her spine, yeah, as well. And essentially, the situation with them is they can't be moved because they, like, once you move the pipe that's in them, they're gonna bleed out. Yeah, their, their but, organs will shift. And but. You can't cut the pipe off because they're both the, the two of them are there too precariously. Like if it was one person impaled, they'd be able to cut off the pipe at the you know and work on it a little easier. But because there's two people, they can't they can't do that they trick. Can't do that. 
So that is the problem that's going to run through the episode with them. Yeah. That is their through line. Um, I don't know. Uh, and oh, and, and and after that, that's when we actually get to the banana bag IV. Yeah. And at one point, um, we get Meredith again lampshading this with. I'm a vapid, vapid narcissist when I vapid. Vapid. Did I say vapid? Yeah, you did. Vapid. Vapid's not a word. Nope. <laughs> it's a vat of acid put together. <laughs> but she's a vapid narcissist. I'm a vapid narcissist when you mix me with alcohol. Like, and I was like, you're kind of a vapid, vapid narcissist, narcissist anyway. when you mix you with sobriety. Yeah. Uh, you're, you know, like, but uh, so she's at least aware that because man, it is. There is literally a a disaster that's going to be on the national news going on in, in the middle of her hospital. And she's, she's still like, can't get over the fact that Derek hasn't been clear with her yet. Right. You know, so that's, that's, that, that'll come back up throughout the episode. Cause that's, uh, as, uh, as everything in this goddamn show is, it's the, you know, it's that, that objective correlative, that mm-hmm. thing through which we see all things. And this episode, it's all about the choices that people are making you know, everything she looks at is, you know, like is part is clearly a metaphor for their relationship. So, you know, we like, get... how do you choose? How do you choose? Yeah. Uh, she asks as they're in as they're all sitting together in the in the x-ray room discussing what to do with this problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you mean that, about the pole? That is that is. And you can drink every time it's obvious that this is the through line of this episode. You'll if you drink stiff enough drinks, uh, you will be drunk because there are three separate times. So then this we happens. jump back into the OR where we have Yang and the chief and Derek and. And, yeah. and, we and Derek's have beeper is going, going off, off like, like crazy. crazy. And Derek won't leave because he's afraid to leave the chief alone. And at one point, the chief looks up and kind of blinks his eyes. Yeah. And he's like, and like he's like, no, I'm just, the light is bright. I'm just needing to adjust just to it. And Derek's like, well, I'm not, I've got to keep, I'm going to stay with you. It's fine. We can ignore it. And the chief finally says, you Get are it. the only yeah. attending neurosurgeon in this hospital and there is a crisis going on. Yeah. I am fine. Go. Yeah. And he goes and then uh, like almost immediately Yang, like he asked Yang for the, if the like Yang's been cleaning the wound Off uh, of the, uh, for the to, to sever it because the whole the point is the, leg. the severed leg has been the, it's been guillotined so cleanly that it'll, it's going to be an easy reattachment. Right. So and she brings it over. She, so no, she doesn't. Right, she, stops. she stops. And right. she's like, um, and he and he think he yells at her about second guessing him and saying, yeah, okay, if you let me to watch, watch him, you better forget it. I know what I'm doing. I've been being a surgeon longer than you've been alive. Just just completely like rants at her. And then she's and he's like, "Is there a problem?" And he, she says, "No." And then she says, "Well, yes." And he's like, "What? Spit it out!" And she she holds up the foot and says, "Um," and 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 reveals the the foot that's still there on the body. They are both left feet. Right. So she. Has so the wrong they leg. have the wrong leg. Right. And so the chief, in a very weird moment of like, I don't know where he gets off saying this. To be honest, he's like, you know, basically threatens her entire job if she doesn't find and bring back the leg as if as if she's gonna know where this leg is right, as right. if it's her fault they handed everyone the, lo- the wrong leg right so that's gonna be most of this episode and that's where that's most of the yang comedy stuff, yeah. is being in this episode is yang trying desperately to find the right, the right leg. leg literally the right, the right leg. leg and they do make a joke about the right leg yeah. uh there so, and so so Yang goes running off. The first thing she does is she runs off to the paramedics, like the 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 ambulance. She's just like ransacking through them, and one of the paramedics comes out and is like, "What are you doing?" Kind of, yeah. you know. And she's like, she's basically she's like, "I'm like I need to find this leg. You gave me the wrong le- leg." And he's like, "I didn't bring the leg." You know. Yeah. And Yang is actually really shitty to the paramedic, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I, I kind of was like, Yang, I get it. Yeah. I know you're in trouble, but that paramedic is not your enemy. Yeah. And you're being a real jerk. Yep. But um, oh and. 
let's go back before I forget because my next note is about something that happens like three quarters of the way through the episode uh-huh. and we are dropping Alex Karebs in the waiting room. There are two African-American women that he is dealing with. I was um, just about to talk about that. You just, yes. you keep jumping, you keep jumping in before I can say Oh, anything. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, that's fine. I, it's only because I'm really interesting. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, no, it's because I'm a jackass. Um, so yeah. So anyways, there are two African-American ladies um, and, and uh, one of them has um, some some injury. She's the one laying down, and she has a head injury, and she also complains of her her side is hurting. I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name either. Yeah, let me look it um, up real quick. I remember her friend's name. Yeah. So the friend with her is Yvonne, and Yvonne is just this full on like she's fine. She's a little hadlack. She does probably just needs stitches, and her fo- cell phone keeps Mary. going. Okay, and and her cell phone keeps going going off, and every time she picks it up, she tells the same story. Oh, yes. girl, we're fine. It was just you know some redneck that tried to. And she's jump she, the and train. she's very impatient to get out. Yeah, because she can't wait to leave. She can't wait to leave. And Mary is Mary has some head injuries, but she, Mary also complains she's got a bruise on her, like some pain on her side. And Alex is like, well, we got I, I got to give you I got to give you an X ray before I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, you know. So and and throughout the now the, the I guess we'll do, we can just do the sure. through line of this. Throughout the episode, uh, Alex is like, like, like they're like the Yvonne basically says, Alex, like, no offense, but you look like you look like my son. Yeah. And he's trouble. You know, you're not a doctor, are you? Yeah, you know, she no doesn't way. like you're too young. You know, she's saying he's not a doctor. She's yeah, saying and, like, and, she, and she's mad that he won't let them go because he's waiting. And they and the thing is because there's this accident, the labs, the labs and all the and, and the X rays and everything are all taking forever. Up. They're backed up, so. He's, you know, like he's he he can't let her go, and and it, it basically he's having to eat crow, because like he's being mocked for not being very good at his job, which he already feels bad which about. Which he already feels bad about, right. and what ends up happening is he finally gets the X-rays back, tells Yvonne it's a broken rib. He's gonna T- give her some Mary pain. tells Mary tells Mary it's a broken rib. Gonna you know get some pain meds and everything, and Mary at this and Yvonne at this point is so exhausted she's just laid down yeah. on the hospital bed, like leaning on the hospital bed. And Mary says, "Yvonne, it's great. I can we can go now." And then her phone and then, rings. And her phone rings, and she's like, "Your phone's ringing." And then like she pushes her, and Yvonne just falls to the floor. Like she touches her, and Yvonne just slides to the floor. And they're like, "What the hell?" You know, Alex calls the code blue, and it ends up Yvonne basically dropped dead. Because she had been internally bleeding the whole time and had not complained about it, right. and of course Alex now feels like an asshole. Yeah. Like Alex feels like this is his fault. Everyone's looking at him, and he's like, and he's saying like, she wasn't my patient. I did. Yeah. She never said she was hurt. You know, she, you know, like she said she was fine. You mm-hmm. know, and like, and I know he's beating himself up for not making her get checked or whatever. You know, and he's like, I'm already failing as a doctor. This is another failure. So he is at this point, like, so by this point, about two thirds, three quarters of the way through the episode, his life is. You know, like his, he's at rock bottom. And we'll come back to him. Because and we'll come they, back. Yeah, 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 I'm bringing, I'm bringing it up to tie. We can tie all the threads my, together. Then my next, the next uh, 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 situation is actually my favorite. Um, so I, if it's okay, I'd like to talk about this one. The, the okay. next patient is it Christopher Maloney nude on a cloud? No. Okay, because I didn't that remember would, that, that in the episode. Would be 100% you, you said your favorite. So Making out with Hugh Jackman. So there's a woman that um, she was burned, but she's in her third trimester with baby, and um, she's nervous because they're going to have to go in and. Uh, actually do a C-section to make sure this baby gets out okay because, you know, there's some distress yeah. of the baby, whatever. Yeah. And, and this and is she, Addison. And she's just got too much tra- stress and trauma to do, to deliver. Right. And so, and so Addison is taking this, this, uh, this patient and she pulls Izzy onto the case as well. Um, and Izzy's a little resentful of Addison because it's, you know, Addison. Yeah. So this is true. But the, but the, with the patients, um, she, 
Brooke, her name is Brooke, and she asks for a, a lawyer because she wants to make sure that the baby, she doesn't have a will, and she wants to make sure that the baby's going to be okay because there's no father. So they, you know, she says, okay, she'll do that. In the meantime, Alex is down with the patients in the ER, and there's another woman down there who is, is pregnant. pregnant, and she says, I need to go find Brooke. I need to find Brooke. She's she's not down here. I don't see her. And she's like, well, she must be upstairs. And she... She says she's burned, and Alex says, well, if she's, if she's hurt and she's pregnant, she's probably in maternity yeah. right now. So so this, this woman, woman gets, springs, springs up. up and like says, I have to go find her. And Alex chases her. Like, you can't just go. Yeah. And, and he chases her all the way to maternity. to maternity. She comes bustling in, and this is adding to Alex's <laughs> shit sandwich of a day. Addison, Addison just chews him out. out. And Alice, Addison's already chewed out um, Izzy for something at the beginning, like I think just because Izzy was kind of sullen and resentful. Yeah. You know, and, but, you know, so Addison's obviously not, like Addison's in a mood. Yeah. And, and, and of course Addison is, you know, because this, this show is inexplicably from Meredith's point of view, yeah. Addison is presented as the villain instead of someone finally getting the happy ending she deserved. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so, 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 um, so, uh, so, uh, so when, so when this woman, uh, shows up with her fr- with Brooke. She's also pregnant. She's also in her third trimester, and she said, and in in walks the note. Uh, oh, and Ad- oh, the reason Addison yelled at him, uh, uh, by the way, was not only did he let her charge in, he never did an ultrasound yeah. for her. He never checked on the baby. Right. It's really kind of funny, given the future, future of Alex, of Alex yeah. that Alex is so bad at this. So they I don't get, think the show had any idea they were going to do that with him at this point. So they get her a bed, and then so they're in there together, and they're and she's like, well, we're not lovers, but we, you know. We, we were best friends. And she says, okay, but... Yeah, you know, they've been best friends since elementary school. school. turns out that they want to sign the papers because uh, they 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 both decided that they were going to get pregnant at the same time and they ended up using... I love this so much. They used the same sperm donor. So, so they, they got they, pregnant. They, so, they're, so, so their children, children would, be would, be, would be siblings. Would be siblings. Siblings. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think it ends up being brother and sister, but... I don't remember. But. I'm pretty sure. So anyway, long story short, I love the storyline because I think it's just such a kind of a cool idea. Um, but now both of them have been in this train, you know, accident and uh, Brooke has been burned and she has to go in for surgery. So um, do we want to finish this one out? Uh, you know, I don't know that there's really anything about this well, one that, is, that, that, that that ties into the other stuff. Right, right. So should we just finish yeah, this one? Yeah, we can, we can go okay. ahead and finish this So, one. Yeah. So what ends up happening is uh, Brooke has to go into surgery and um, the other woman's water breaks. And we found out that the actress who plays the other we woman... We didn't find it out. We, we recognized right. her. I can't remember her name, though. I, the other woman, I think her name is... Name is it Kate? Is it? I don't know. I can't remember her, the actress. Uh, yeah, the, the, the the yeah the other pregnant woman. Um, her her uh, character her, or the actress um, was in another yeah, show. Yeah, she that plays. She's in Carnival. She's in Carnival, which is a show that we personally really love. So. Jana. Yeah. Jana was that one because Jana's the one. Uh, Jana's the one that that uh, that gets. Uh, her water breaks. Her water she breaks. Gives, she gives birth naturally. Uh, Brooke is the one, yeah. Yeah, Brooke's yeah. the one that goes into surgery. Yeah, so, so, so Jana... So one of them gives birth naturally. Right, the other... and, and she and, and uh, Brooke is about to go into surgery, and, you know, she's just nervous, and she says, you know, I... She's like, well, if you're going, if you're taking me to surgery, she turns to Izzy. She says, you have to stay here with Jana. And because they and wanted, they were going to give birth together, together. and hold, like, they were going to be with each other when the other, when each gave birth, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And, and actually, Addison... Addison says, "Well, you know, she's a surgeon. surgeon. We can get someone else to weigh." And 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 Izzy says, "No, no, I'll I'll, I'll, stay. I'll do it. Uh, I'll you know. stay." Yeah. And um, and Addison gives her kind of a strange look and goes, "Okay, you know." Yeah. And so basically, we have these two. Uh, there's not like this doesn't really tie into the other plots the way Alex's stuff will. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, the long and short of it is, Izzy gives the assistance on a traditional birth 
like you know vaginal birth yeah. uh, holds her helps hold her while she's pushing yeah. does that meanwhile uh, addison manages to successfully do a c-section on this woman who's got like severe trauma and they they're everyone survives everyone survives in that 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 part of the story in that little story everyone everyone survives survives. and so it ends with basically and of course izzy's been resentful about the whole you know addison Addison thing thing. but she go like basically addison comes up to her and says listen i know you're you know you you don't like me because of your friend and all that you know but just so you know i'm going to be here a while so and you show you, a real and you show a real like skill promise, for this. Yeah. So I can teach you a lot. Yeah. So and if you so, want, make your decision. And in the middle of this conversation, we get to see, and this is coffee acting theater. Yes. Yes. As Kate Walsh once again gives a workshop on how to act with oh, coffee Kate, while thank you while yeah. Catherine Heigl. Uh, plays basically goofus to her gallant. Yes. And it's with the same cup of coffee. Yeah. Because basically Catherine Heigl walks in with a cup of coffee and sips it. And it is so obviously an empty cup. Yeah. And then she hands it to Kate Walsh where it magically magically becomes full. full. Like it is the level of object work that Kate Walsh does with this coffee versus Kate Walsh is definitely the best coffee actress in the show so far. Hands down. Like we're going to have to keep our eyes open. Chief is good. Chief is good. Weber's solid. Weber's solid. And we'll and you know what? Let's go ahead and cover it now since we're in coffee acting theater. Yes. Uh, it doesn't happen until near the end of the episode, but Yang is both good and, and bad, bad this episode because there's a scene where near the end where Yang walks in with a cup of with an empty cup of coffee that somehow magically gets full the next time she picks it up. Yeah. Because she she does some terrible, maybe worse even than Izzy coffee acting Which as she walks in the door. Weird because she's usually pretty. Yeah, good. Yeah, she's usually pretty good. I think she just was, had a bad was, moment. Yeah. So yeah, we so that is our coffee acting uh, for the day. Uh, and let us get back to your regularly yeah, scheduled uh, Grey's Let's Anatomy Let's actually podcast. go back and talk about the since now we have the the, the big story, which is yeah. The, I think we're back. I think we're just we're down back to, the big to pipe stories. people. Yeah. Yeah. We're back to pipe people. So uh, essentially, they're all sitting around. They're all talking about this is after they've paged Shepard in, yeah. and they're basically deciding what they're going to do. And they've realized, you know, the aorta. It's going through her aorta and his inferior uh, uh, vena cava. So uh, they have to make a decision. He has the best chance of survival. Um, she's probably yeah. like in trouble they, either What they way. say, yeah, they, yeah, basically, they, they're like, yeah, there's a pretty good chance she's going to die no matter what. Yeah. And so Burke is arguing immediately that they, you know, like, let's let's try to save him. We can actually save him. Yeah. And they're, the devil's advocate argument that um, Shepard makes is, well, she needs the help more. Like, he's more likely to possibly survive. Than she, she'll definitely die mm-hmm. if, we, if we pull her off, you know. But all today, and they have this huge discussion, and once again, we get the... You know, what do we do? Like, how do we tell? Like, how do you make this decision? And uh, ultimately, the decision is made. I mean, they later they go and they actually do full on investigation of her, and it, it's very obvious she's not going to make it. Yeah. Um, you see, at one point, you see, like, you know, like he does like tests to see if she can feel things. He's like poking her foot, and she doesn't feel it. Yeah. Um, he does feel it. He asks the guy to wiggle his toes. He wiggles his toes. And George is there watching at this point, and she tries to wiggle. She says, "Am I wiggling my toes?" And you see George Shepherd. look at you see George look at her foot, and it's not moving. And Shepard looks down and looks up and says, "Yes, you are," yeah. and like smiling, and like you know, which, like obviously he's lying to her to make her feel better right now mm-hmm. because he's already knows he he's seen it. He knows for a fact this is like it's not. This it, is like, not she's a lost well. cause. The but about- the thing is, she's completely lucid. Because they're both in shock, as yeah. they say later. Neither of them are in a lot of pain. She's completely lucid. She's joking. She's laughing. 
you know she's got a great personality and it's so yeah she's she's a sweet she's a sweet young woman you know that basically like we learned that her fiance is on the way uh danny and his wife is on the way yeah and they're, you know, they're both, and, you know, like, they joke with each other, like, there's this whole thing where it's like, you know, like, one point, uh, Tom is joking that, like, you know, my wife is a, my wife is, you know, would normally kill me if I had my arms around, a, you know, a cute young girl, but I think she's going to forgive me this time. Yeah. You know, and, and then uh, she asks, and then uh, Bonnie asks for a breath minute at one point for herself, not for him, because you know, they're going to be stuck like that for a while, and they've already been like that yeah, for a while. She compliments his pores at yeah, one point, I mean, uh, it's, because they can't really see each other's faces directly. That's the right. thing. Like she's, she, like he's looking. What their their, bra- their necks are braced. She's sort of looking down, like and yeah. over, and he's sort of looking up in the air. You know, like like she, like if she glances up, she can see like the lower half of his face, face and he yeah. can kind of glance down and see the top of her head. So when um, they they finally get to the reality and of things, and the thing is, they're basically holding each other yeah. because the way they're facing, you yeah. know, like you can tell, like I, they're like supporting each other's weight, you know, because right. they can't move. They if can't they move. move if they move too much. They're you know, like so they're, uh, and so they get back together again for the last confab, and George is like, but she's laughing and joking. How do we tell her in a few minutes she's going to die? No, you, know, like you and can't. It, it's like they kind of, you know, like they kind of. Well, I mean, they do tell her. But yeah. Like they, they, so, so this is kind of this is horrible because she really, you know, when she's like, you know, tell us what's really going on, what's what's the deal, and so so Shepard gives the truth. He says this is the deal, you know, and and I'm so sorry. We're gonna do everything we can for you, but this is what we're at. And Tom tries to stop them and says, No, 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 that's not fair. No, no, yeah. take me. I yeah. I, Tom, I'm yeah. Tom older. is basically like, It's not fair. I'm the older one. Like she, you know, like she she deserves to live, you know, and. And she's like, it's not fair either way. Yeah. And she's like, Tom, matter. it doesn't There's matter. It's not going to be fair. If I if if you if I live, it's not fair to you. Right. You know. And she actually takes it pretty well. Yeah. And let's let's not wrap this completely up yet, because we got to go back and say that Yang has found a foot. Yes. She runs, runs in, in excited. She's like, I got the foot. Uh, sets it down. Thief goes, Yang. Have you noticed anything about this foot? She's like, it's a right foot. It worked. You know, it's the right foot. And he's like, he's like, look at my patient. Her patient is a middle age. His patient's a middle aged man, very like masculine looking. You know, do you think this leg is shaved and manicured? Do you think my patient woke up this morning, decided to shave one leg like and manicure it? it. Yeah. You know, so she has and he's leg. like, look at my. And so she goes running out again, and she ends up putting a call out. She, like she ends up having to put a call out. First of all, she calls Burke, yeah. who shows up, and he's like, "What do you need?" And she's like, I, "I can't find this leg. I need need you to help me." And he's like, "I'm, a, <laughs> sir, I'm the I'm a chief of cardiology. You're yeah. asking me to find this leg." She's like, "You're," and she's like, "You're my boyfriend." That's what boyfriends do. And he's like, "At work, I can't be your boyfriend." Yeah. You know, she, she's like, "You're not in surgery right now. I checked the board, so you have <laughs> so time to do this." Funny. And he's looking at her. He's like, and she's like. Okay, so when I'm not, so when I'm at work, it's okay for me to sleep with other uh, with other people. And he looks at us. I'm walking away right now. And he just walks out <laughs> of the. Really he good. walks clean out of the scene. It's like really, I'm not even to deal with your nonsense. It's good. It's good. It is pretty good. good I, I will give I will give Berg credit. That was a moment that it's like good. yeah. So she she ends up calling and she's like basically at, begging them to sift through the gore and find right. and find this leg for her and. And that that's when Alex Karev, around the time right after this, that Alex Karev loses his loses, yeah. loses Yvonne. He goes out. He's pissed off. Like, he storms off, slams things around. He goes outside. He is just devastated. And a man walks up and goes, I've got that leg you're looking for. And he's like, okay. He goes, run it in. This is opportunistic Alex. His mojo is back. And then, and then, 
And so, and then Yang goes back to apologize. She can't find it. She, because she can't find the leg and she sees the chief stitching a leg up and she's like, oh, you. And he's like, don't worry, Yang. You miss a few. And you see Alex turn around. Alex has got his asshole mojo back. Yep. You know, like he, so he's grinning. He's gotten to do his surgery. He feels like he's really accomplished something. The chief pats him on the back as he's leaving. You Tells know, Yang to go down to the ER and, and stitch and, people and up. And stitch people up. And Yang's like, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. And, that's, and the reason I interrupted that was because that ending on that instead of this would yes. be kind of a weird, weird anti-climax of the description. Agreed. So we go back. Now we're the, like, and by the way, this is actually, at this climax, all of these surgeries are happening at once. Once, yeah. But. This is the most important. But this is the most important one. This is the, uh, basically, they, they finally, they. They, they can't wait any longer. They are, for Danny and she, to show and she up. like actually, she says like she actually. They actually say we could try to wait a little longer for Danny to show up, but it's like every time the longer this is happening, the more risk of infection, yeah. the worse this is going to be. And she says no, it's better probably that he doesn't show up, yeah. doesn't see, doesn't know this. And she tell she whispers something like she asks uh, Doctor uh, Shepherd Mc, Mc, McShepherd. God, I forgot his name entirely. Uh, Derek. She asked Derek. She asked Derek. She asked Derek if uh, you know if she can T-bone him one last time before. She does no. not say that. No, she she basically said like asks him if uh, she will if he's going to be the one to tell her tell him and she she tells him what to tell what she what she wants him to tell. Yeah, Danny. Tell Danny. So and Meredith shows up at this point. She's finally sober. Throughout the episode, she's been like having this banana bag and trying to get on and being rebuffed. And she's finally gotten a blood test that came back, blood alcohol test that came back and says she's sober. So like, so they, they they tell her she can scrub in. And that at just at that moment when Shepard's coming out and she's coming in, he kind of like he smiles, uh, you know, at, at her, and she's she figures out. No, he tells her. He tells, he tells her to her, take, a, take an tells, aspirin. He tells her to take an aspirin and uh, with the banana bag, and that's going to get rid of the hangover. And there's this awkward pause, and she says, "Oh God, you're staying with her." Yeah. And he says, "She's my wife." Ugh. And then they have to go into surgery because uh, everything's actually what ends up happening is that uh, the anesthesiologist was about to put yeah, Bonnie under. and 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 before we say that, they they did like they basically told Bonnie, "It's not going to hurt. You're going to go under." And the anesthesiologist just bumped the anesthesia into her. Yeah. And, and she and she starts uh, she crashing. starts crashing and they and they're like she must have moved and he's like I did barely touched her I yeah. just like like he he's vehemently like I just barely touched her yeah. I just started this yeah. you know and like so, and so they they have to slide her off. off as quickly as possible right. they're trying to operate them both at the same time they're running back and forth between the two they stabilize him they go to her he starts to go bad again and at this point we get objective correlative number two because Meredith is trying desperately after everyone else leaves her is trying to keep her alive and they're like. And she she basically says we can't just abandon her, you know. And she's like like trying desperately, you know. And obviously she's this is you know representative of her relationship with Derek. And ever and finally like, you know, Bailey comes over and goes, you, it was too late, too little, too late. Yeah. You know, like she was she was do, it was doomed from the start. Kind of time, of time of death. And then and they go over and they and they manage to save Tom yeah. through like various like. Surgical trickety dicks. Um, I mean, that's what they call it in, in, in yeah, surgical school. trickety dicks. Yeah, yeah. That's in, surgi- uh, in surgeon school. In, 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 in surgery school. <laughs> in surgery school. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, wrong podcast. Um, so, um, so basically, Derek goes and tells Danny shows up, oh. and Derek goes to tell her, and what he says to her is, she says, "I wanted, I wanted to. She wanted me to tell you, if love were enough." I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd, still be, be I'd still be here. Mm. 
And that is objective correlative number fucking three. Because yeah. Meredith's watching him say that. Yeah. And she has that moment of, oh dear. And you see at the same George. time, you see George looking at Meredith. So you it's know, this, this uh, like, it's, okay. It's that love triangle that is not really a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so then you know, we, get see, we get to see some happiness as we see the giant newborns. Yes. The five-month-old five newborns, newborns yes. uh, with, the, with all the parents. Tom's hugging his wife. Tom's hugging his wife. Everyone, everyone's, everyone who survived is happy. Everyone who's dead is dead, and everyone who's sad is sad. Yep. And you see, um, then you get Bailey and um, and Mc, Mc T Bone in oh, the elevator. Oh, this is a. And I will say, this it. is a really good character moment from Bailey. This is brilliant. Um, yeah. Like you can tell, like as they're riding down the elevator, uh, Derek's starting to crack. Yeah. Under the pressure of one, the, the, his his personal life, and two, the fact that he just had to tell that, oh, it's okay, Sparky. It was a sad moment. I know it was I a know, sad buddy. moment, buddy. But um, like so, without without saying a word, Bailey pulls the elevator stop knob. Derek just kind of has a short breakdown, just starts like sobbing, and then pulls himself together. And she said, basically, she just says, "You okay?" And he says, "Yeah, thanks." And then she starts the elevator again, and they walk off without saying it's anything. This is a good moment. It's a really good moment. It shows like Bailey's still got her stuff together. You know that Bailey may be a hard ass, but she's not like an unreasonable monster. And then we ever the the thing basically ends with they're all all the all the interns are exhausted and sitting in a row, just yawning and beat. And Bailey walks in with a clipboard and says, you know, basically to everyone, you you better get cleaned up rounds are in five minutes and now these people got called in early they just had gotten off a 30-hour shift instead of the beginning yes. and now they have to go back to work cool. and they're all exhausted meredith has some you know some nonsense monologue and that is that the is really end the of the episode can you put the dog down so that uh, it's not like on top <laughs> No, no, we can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wish you could have seen the slapstick of her pushing him off her leg. Uh, anyway, okay, so nasty, yeah, that's that's pretty much our nasty little goofus tooth dog. So that's our so that is our episode today. Yeah, that is that is the episode. Um, um, I don't. Do we do anything at the end of these? Yeah, you got to tell them, you know, how they can get, get in touch with us. Oh, I thought like I didn't know if there was like a thing we wrapped up with the conversation, but yeah, anyway, yeah, it was it, it was it was a much better episode than many. Um, it's a little it's a little manipulative and maudlin. Yeah. Um, it's like I will admit, like it's like I, I tear up easily, and I was a little mad at like you set me up to cry with this like this was a good episode with, this, with these with this young girl and this older man being like 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 having to choose and all that blah blah blah. But um, yeah, I think it was an overall. It's I think it's definitely out of all the episodes we've seen. I think it's the best so I far. I, I think this is where the show, I guess, is starting to grow a beard in the second season. Yeah. It's starting to be like less, like not only have they gotten rid of the theme music, but the dumb like di- dizzy love romance yeah. theme credits. They're really starting to figure out that what this show excels in is just shattering tragedy to everyone involved yeah. and everyone being miserable. Yeah. Uh, and so this is kind of the beginning of that. Yes. Um, soon it will co- happen at a rate so much that I now almost laugh. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot disaster. now. Um, but that is it. Um, you can, uh, you, you can, can locate fu- us. You can, loda- you can locate us on Twitter. Um, uh, we at, are at, 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 at Hard Gray's Night. Sorry, that's said, the dog who just the hit other- his head. Good. At he hard, doesn't use it. At hard Gray's Night, and that's Gray's uh, with spelled an E. Spelled correctly. Yeah. Well, inc- well, spelled 
in the British way. In the, in the British Which is the way correct. Meredith spells her name. Yes. Um, um, and uh, you can find me at Allie, A-L-I underscore Goodman, G-O-O-D-M-A-N. You can find John at Hitler Puncher. And um, you can find uh, you can find us on the web at hard, I mean uh, at www.hardgraysnight.com, which will redirect to some weird ass thing still because I never fixed that domain. Yeah. But but that's how you find us. Uh, we Did actually you, have a Facebook page that we never do anything with that we should. Uh, we update either, the episodes. But we update the episodes. We really should here. probably add more to it. Yeah. But um, I yeah like. But, uh, you but know, that's, like, if you just look up Hard Gray's Night on Facebook, you'll find it, uh, or yeah. you can do Facebook. Yeah. And then, of course, Hard once Gray's again, Night. you can. You can uh, you can subscribe to us uh, on iTunes. Uh, or Please rate and review us. Rate and review us because uh, you know we're you know we're great, right? We're great. So you know, let everyone else know we're great. We're great. Um, I don't know that I have anything else. I don't know, maybe we'll start s- selling uh, T-shirts with Derek's Airstream fuckyard. <laughs> just like a big, just a big Airstream. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that, and so would everyone watch this, listen to this podcast because no one has heard that heard that episode in a year. <laughs> Or like, or like a big old just T bone. T bone. Oh my god! Just a, just a big smiling picture of Derek. <laughs> T bone. Oh my god! I I don't. All right, I don't know if we can we can get away with selling those for copyright reasons, but I'll tell you the right right the hell now. I will make my own bootleg version of that and wear it everywhere I go happily. Oh god. Maybe uh, maybe I'll superimpose it on a steak. <laughs> T bone. <laughs> Anyway, we are we are a hard gray's night signing off. Kiss off. T-boned. <laughs>